Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. so excited about today's episode. I have a special guest um, whose name is Blake on the show with us today. And I also have my husband, Josh here. So you guys get a two for one today, a special for you. Um, And one thing that's really special to me about this episode is I feel like it's perfectly timed in that this Sunday is not only Father's Day, but also it marks one year since our son Marcus passed away from brain cancer. It was just about a month or so ago that I was really struggling um, the week before Mother's Day, just thinking about having to celebrate this first one without all three of my children here on earth with me. And also remembering how painful last Mother's Day was as Marcus was declining fast and we almost lost him on that day. I remember posting a selfie of my tear-filled face and just sharing my raw emotions in that post on Mother's Day. But you know, God sees and hears our hearts. And just a few days before on this Mother's Day, I got a message from Blake and it touched my heart and helped remind me that God truly does work all things out for good. He may not change our situations, but if we surrender them to him, he will work in mighty ways for kingdom good. So first off, Blake, I just want to welcome you to the show today. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with Josh and I. We are so honored to meet you. Can you start us out by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So first off, I just want to say thank you to you guys for making this even possible and you know, trying to carry on Marcus's legacy even after his passing. So like I said, I just want to say thank you first and foremost for letting me come on and just share a little bit of my story about how Marcus and his life affected me. Um, so just to give you some info, um, I just graduated college back last May of 2020 from Vanderbilt, and I'm currently studying and trying to get ready for med school and all that stuff. Um, and maybe a fun fact or two about me, um, my little brothers mean the world to me. Um, and through my relationship with them, I have found a true passion and a true desire to work with kids and just to be a cool, you know, mentor and a cool, um, maybe big brother for not only my biological brothers, but any little dude who comes kind of across my path. And so it was through your Facebook post that I got to kind of see a little bit of Marcus and get to know Marcus a little bit. And, um, he really touched me through his life. So I'm excited to get to share a little bit about that today. Awesome. Um, well, thank you so much. And we are um, so happy to have you here. Can you um, share with the listener today a little bit more about um, what exactly um, really got your attention in either Marcus's courage or just our faith journey and this whole story? What was it that really grabbed a hold of your heart? Yeah, so I've always been a big believer and a big uh, religious person. So I'm a Christian since I was born. And um, on your on Mother's Day last year, so Mother's Day of 2020, um, I remember sitting down with my mom and my brothers to watch face or pardon me, watch church online. And so I'm sitting there waiting for my mom to come in, and I'm just scrolling through Facebook, and I see your post, and it as I read it, it just absolutely tore my heart apart. Um, I remember the first line said, "We almost lost Marcus today," and I remember as you described his his fingers and his hands and his lips and his face and how he just started to like you said decline quickly. And with every word, um, my heart just absolutely 
was torn apart. Um, because like I said a minute ago, man, I've always had a special place in my heart for kids. And so to see something like that happening to Marcus was just was just crushing for me. And so um, it wasn't until, you know, after church, um, I was on the way back from Clarksville. I got my mom her favorite Chinese food for Mother's Day because I wanted to make her feel special that um, one of my favorite songs ever called The Blessing came on. Mm -hmm. And there was a line in that that says, may his favor be upon you for a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. And in that moment, I can still point you to exactly where I was. Um, That song came on and that line was played and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I had to pull over on the side of the road and with tear-filled eyes and just full of emotion and just like mad at God for making this happen to Marcus. Um, Sorry. No, that's okay. I love your vulnerability. I was mad that this was happening to Marcus because from what I had seen on your Facebook, he looked to be just like such a happy go lucky seven year old. Mm. And oh man, it broke my heart because of all days where we were supposed to, you know, celebrate our moms and we we're supposed to make bread and breakfast in bed and just tell her we love her. You know, you almost lost your son that day. And that was, oh man, it's killer. Mm. Ooh, sorry about that. I, I mean, uh, every time I tell the story, it gets me because I love kids and like I said, from seeing what I saw about Marcus on your page, it just is not fair. So I took a minute and I composed myself and I texted Kirsten and um, I just said, Hey, I don't know Miss Katie, but can you please share a thought with her? And I said, I saw her post today and absolutely broke my heart that on the one day of the year where it should never happen on mother's day, she almost lost her son. And Oh my goodness, man, it's hard for me to talk about even still, you know, and that's been over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, because a couple things, you know, one, like I said, the something, the thought of something like that happening to one of my little brothers is just, oh my God, I would never, I would, I would never be okay if I lost one of my little brothers to that. And I've heard that a mother's bond to her child is unlike any other bond. And so I, in that moment, I thought about, you know, if that happened to my brothers, how I would feel. And I was like, Blake, that's nothing in comparison to probably how Miss Katie feels. And so I felt a lot of empathy for you guys. I felt a lot of pain and a lot of sadness. And all I need to do is just to take a second and just tell God what was on my mind and tell Kirsten that, you know, I hoped that maybe letting her know that I was thinking about you guys was helpful. And, oh man, it was rough. But I feel like in that moment, God showed me a lot. And he said, hey, dude, you see how much you love kids and you see how much this story affects you, even though you've never even met this kid. And so he said, Blake, that should tell you something that should, that should tell you maybe what I have planned for you. And so, um, yeah, I wrote about him in my personal statement for med school and I put a, a a big portion of that was devoted to him and his story and this story. And I ended his part of my personal statement. Um, and I said, in honor of Marcus in his lasting impact on me, I say Wakanda forever, buddy, because, um, from what I've seen on your Facebook page, um, you know, it looked like the Black Panther was one of his favorite superheroes. And so I thought that was just a, you know, a homage to him and just, I mean, you see it, man, it's just, it kills me even now. So that's just, you know, kind of what God showed me that day. And he kind of, he told me, man, go make a difference. So um, that's what I'm going to try to do. So. Wow. 
Um, Blake, thank you so much just for, I mean, even the tears mean so much to, you know, Josh and I um, to see that, you know, we obviously thought there was something pretty special about Marcus, um, but to know that he impacted other people's lives that much. And I definitely know, um, I think one, one thing I've shared on this podcast, but one thing my dad told me, because a lot of people will say, you know, I can't even imagine, I can't imagine. And you kind of referenced that with, with regards to your little brothers. And, um, one thing that I will say to encourage you, um, is that you can't imagine something like really hard, like that happening because God hasn't given you the grace for that yet. But if you were to have to walk through a dark season in your life, uh, which we all will not necessarily like this, but we all will, um, God gives you the grace when you need it, not before you need it. Um, mm -hmm. so we have learned that through our, our experience with all of this, that, um, although it's heart wrenching and we miss our son and we wish the outcome of this story was different. Um, God has given us the grace and is continuing to give us the grace. Um, and Josh, did you want to respond to what Blake shared? Yeah, well, just to bounce off uh, what you said and, and Blake, uh, just uh, seeing your emotion, uh, man, that uh, that touches me uh, just as a, a father hearing somebody else pour out about their son uh, is touching. But we, you know, just to, uh, in response to what Katie said, we were those people that would get the St. Jude's mailers in the mail and fit and be like, well, my gosh, I feel so sorry for those kids. Right. And, uh, we never imagined, you know, being those people. And, and just like Katie said, you know, we, we couldn't have imagined it. And, and then all of a sudden we were that family, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, sure enough, God gave us the grace when we needed it. But, uh, before before all that happened, had you asked me what if this was going to happen to you, I'd I'd have told you I couldn't handle it, you know, and uh, yeah. so yeah, um, that is that is I think most people you don't you don't realize you know, and it's really in our weakness that he is shows himself strong. If if we could handle every situation on our own, we wouldn't need God. Um, but it's in those, those times in our life where it's crippling almost where, you know, you literally cannot make it through without him that you realize your deep, deep need for, um, a savior for Christ. Um, so one thing I was going to ask you, you had talked about, um, med school. So you're getting ready to take, so what are your plans as far as have you, have you thought about yet what type of medicine you want to do? And, and was there any influence um with your little brothers and Marcus and that's influenced you in that decision as far as your future with med school yeah um it's really cool because if you were to ask me maybe you know two years ago like Blake what do you want to do with your life I know that I love people and I want to help people but if you would have said hey do you really want to go to med school I don't know if that would have been my first thought but then after this story with Marcus and just feeling God's tug on my heart um, and like I said, how he, he showed me Marcus and he said, Hey, you have a soft spot in your heart for kids. You've always enjoyed helping out at church camps or whatever it may be. Um, you love kids. And you said, this story has, you know, hit you where it hurts. And it's like, Oh, I just, I feel like God was really showing me something by Marcus's story. Mm -hmm. And he was really trying to say, Hey, Blake, I know it might be scary. I know it might be daunting. I know it might be a big task to apply to med school and to get into med school and to get through med school. But just think about 
the difference that you can make and to be able to sit down with people on their worst day when you have to look them in the eye and say, Hey, your son has cancer and just be able to empathize and be there with people because that's what I want to do. You know, I've had thoughts of just being there with people and just saying, Hey, this is the, this is the truth, but like, look, I'm going to do everything I can. And so, you know, through March's story, I feel like God's really pointed me in that direction to go to med school. And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to uh, get ready for this big old MCAT coming up in a couple weeks and just trying to be diligent with my studying and to never give up. And that's a common trait that I saw on your Facebook post with Marcus as he was going through some, some, um, some treatments. It seemed like no matter what, he always had a smile on his face and he was always pushing and he was always fighting. And so this last week, I actually um, went to the, the Marcus Strong page and I took this picture and I put it as my background because I thought it was, you know, inspirational to see a, a seven-year-old kid dealing with a lot more than I'm dealing with and having more courage and fight than I probably do. And so it's a reminder to me to not be complacent and not be, um, not to give up because this is hard for me, but I would, I'm sure Marcus any day would say, I want to study for a test as opposed to having to deal with this stinking cancer, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to use his story as a motivator and it is sad and it is heavy. And people ask me they're like, dude, are you ready to deal with that? And I'm like, you know what? Like someone's got to do it. And there is no reason at all that a kid should die from cancer without people fighting and fighting and fighting to a solution to his, to his cancer. So that's what I want to do. I want to go make a difference. I want to, I feel like God's telling me to go into this world and to fight back against cancer. You know, um, not only did Marcus's story kind of push me in that direction, but my mom's mom died of breast cancer when she was only 16. Um, my aunt Sherry, who is pretty much like my third grandma, um, was married to my uncle Roy for almost 50 years and he died of cancer. And then, um, my grandma, my dad's mom had it breast cancer, but she survived. And so it's just something that's really been in my family and I've seen a lot of the pain from it. Um, but I think Marcus's story really told me that, Hey, not only do I want you to work with cancer, but I felt like God said, Hey, I want you to deal with kids cancer and be a light in the face of one of the darkest and most heavy things in this world. So, so that's what I want to do. That's kind of where my plans are at. Well, that is awesome. And I will tell you, I don't know if you knew this, but, um, right now only 4% of the federal funding for cancer research goes to pediatric cancer research. So it is definitely, um, underfunded and obviously as a parent who's lost a child to cancer, that doesn't seem, that doesn't seem like enough. Um, and we ran into, uh, many times where, where he didn't qualify or there weren't any clinical trials available. And you get to that point, um, where, you know, you've always been able to help your child up until this point. And then you, you are faced with this, uh, this mountain, this obstacle, and nobody can help you. No surgeon would take, you know, attempt to take his tumor out. And there were no clinical trials available because of his young age. Um, they were all in the later testing phases. They are they early testing phases. So they weren't taking young children yet. And so, you know, we literally just had to completely trust God. Um, and ultimately the outcome was, we know that Marcus is healed. And we know that he is fully restored and um, 
and stuff. But <clears throat> as a parent facing in this life, this side of heaven, it is definitely, you feel so helpless when there's nothing you can do. There's, there's nothing any doctors can even do. So it does encourage me to know that there's someone like you that that is shedding tears and genuinely cares about, um, these children and, and the families and want to try to, um, help in any way. Um, so we, we really appreciate, appreciate that as parents that had to endure this. Um, Josh, what did, did you want to respond to what Blake just shared? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, as much as, as much as we saw God show up in Marcus's journey, um, and things like that, you know, hearing you talk about uh, seeing Marcus he, and even the screen, the background that you have on your screen, uh, you know, a lot of that I've been, I've been reliving lately and, and, and they're not good memories, you know, and uh, honestly, sometimes I still get angry at just the situation, not even necessarily God, I still get angry at what he had to go through and what we had to watch in front of us and unfold, you know, and it's, and it's not fair. Um, but I hold on and anchor into Romans eight twenty eight. you know, that says all things work for the good of those who love them and have been called according to his purpose. And sometimes I ask God to show me things that are tangible that I can hold on to, uh, that remind me that he's still in it. And, uh, Blake, you're one of those tangible blessings that that I'm holding on to that keep me sane, honestly, because sometimes I feel like it was so pointless, you know, and so hearing you share, hearing your story and the difference that you're going to make in this world, um, man, that keeps me anchored in. So I, I appreciate you, brother. I do. Marcus, yeah. would, you're going to represent Marcus Strong very well. Yeah, and you are so right, um, Blake. One of the things that, because I was the one that took uh, Marcus to most of his treatments because Josh had to work, and I was so amazed at his little attitude. Um, a lot of times when I'd pick him up from school um, and we would leave, he would leave school and we would head to the parking lot and he would look at me holding my hand and smile and say, mom, it's going to be a great day. And he knew we were going to the hospital. He knew he was going to get poked with this big needle in his chest to access his port. He knew all of the things that were going to happen, but he was still like, um, just so brave and just ready to just go for it. And most of the time I've told the story before, like when he would sit there, the nurse would access his port. Um, they'd have to, you know, he'd have to take his shirt off and he would like flex his muscles and kind of wink at the nurses and stuff. He was just such a little ham. And then they would say, okay, Marcus, are you ready? And he would kind of grit his teeth and he'd clench his little fist and he'd look at me and he said, mom, um, I'm ready. And he'd go, I'm going to count to three. And then you guys poke me. Okay. And they said, okay. And he'd go one, two, three, let's do this. And he was, that was his like motto was let's do this. Like he just kind of seemed to in his young age, just know, okay, this has to happen. Like there were many times we have to give him really yucky medicine that he knew was going to probably make him throw up. And then we would have to wait and then give him it again and hope that he could keep it down. And, um, and 
He didn't throw a temper tantrum. He didn't cry and scream and put his hands over his mouth. He had every right to do that as a young child having to endure this, but he didn't. He just said, okay, let's go. Let's do this mom. And, you know, and so we find now, and even poor Hannah and Isaac have no, they have no hope now because we don't, we can't complain in our, as we go about our lives now, Marcus changed our family in that way, that when stuff gets hard, our motto is, okay, let's do what Marcus did. Let's do this. Let's put on a smile. Let's tell a joke. Let's have some fun. Um, it's going to be a good day. And, and, it, and he claimed that he said it was going to be a good day. And it was a good day because he saw the good in the day. Um, and so that's really what Marcus Strong means. And that's something all of us can do. We can all learn that from him and apply it to our everyday lives. And so it sounds like you understand that. And that's something that you're wanting to do going forward. And if, like Josh said, that truly blesses us and it helps make us feel like um, his memory is being carried on um, in other people. And that's that's amazing to us. So we we really appreciate you. Are there any last um, comments or thoughts or anything you want to share with the listener today? Yeah, just based on what you said there at the end about um, how I, you can kind of see me carrying on Marcus's legacy through me and my actions and my my future plans. And it was really cool. Um, right before I submitted my med school application, I was sitting there at my computer and, you know, there's this big and daunting submit application button. And it's just like, I was sitting there, I was like, God, am I ready to do this? You know, like, are you, is it time for me to do this? Like is this what you want for me? And in that moment, I felt him being like, Hey, like, yes, this is what I want from you. And I was like, I felt him saying like, Hey, and Marcus is here telling you like, yeah, do it. And so I was just like, Hey buddy, like, I don't know you very well, but you have made a difference on my life that you will never understand. Mm-hmm. And so it was cool in that moment to, to kind of sit there and be like, all right, God, let's do it. And like you said, like, it's going to be a good day. Let's, you know, just, let's make it happen. And so, um, I just want you guys to know, and I want him to know, because I know he's listening. I know he's chilling out here with us now, but um, he is my inspiration to keep pushing on the days where it's tough and on the days where I don't want to and on the days where uh, it's it's not easy and the days where I doubt and the days where I wonder what God's got for me. But, you know, I'm going to keep pushing and we're going to go out there in the world and make a difference. Um, so thank you guys for letting me come hang out for a few minutes and just give a little bit of my story and just, you know, how he has impacted me. Um, through his, you know, seven year and 10 month or so life. So I really appreciate that. Like, thank you so much for sharing that with us today and everyone listening. I'm so excited to see what God does in and through you as you anchor into him and carry our sweet Marcus's legacy of strength and even joy and adversity on in all that you do. If you're listening today and are going through or have gone through a difficult season and you just feel like it's worthless, there is only pain and there's no hope, then I pray that as you listened to today's episode, you began to see how God can and will use the hardest parts of your story to impact other people's lives in a way that gives some sense of purpose in the pain. I truly believe that he does not waste a hurt. Josh, would you lead us in a prayer of blessing over Blake and his future endeavors, as well as over the listener in whatever trial that they might be facing too? Absolutely. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just uh, thank you so much uh, for our brother, Blake, Lord. And, you know, through the brokenness of this world, Lord, I thank you for um, reaching out to him through Marcus, Lord, and, and giving us a little tangible glimmer of what 
working the good out looks like, Lord. And so I just pray a blessing over Blake as he pursues med school and pursues helping uh, kids like Marcus, Lord. Lord, I pray you'd go before him um, and, and make a way, Lord, and show him the way and give him peace and comfort um, when he feels like giving up, Lord. Remind him of what Marcus said, let's do this, Lord. And for anybody out there that's going through a hard time, uh, I'm reminded of the words that Jesus said. He said the rain would fall on the just and unjust alike in this broken world, Lord, but that you have came, you have come to overcome, Lord. Um, and if we look to you, you'll make all things right if we surrender to your will, Lord. And so I pray for the listener out there that they would anchor in, Lord, anchor into Jesus um, and be Marcus Strong. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put the group link in the show notes. You can also email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Another way you can do this is to take a quick minute and subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.